<laughs> Sean's gonna edit that out. <laughs> do like a clap. <laughs> Moo and hello everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson and with me today is Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking? Just got done racing. So of course, Recovery Miller Lite. And I was just wandering around my office trying to figure out what else to pair with that. I think I'm going with the tried and true Siete Leguas Añejo Tequila. Love just... it. That's one of the best. Sounds very tasty. And that would be Sean Fogenberg, also with us today. Sean, what are you drinking? Also drinking tequila, uh, although I took a moment to make myself a cocktail, and I'm kind of, I, I was uh, being a little adventurous and just made something up. Uh, it's a margarita, but instead of the Contro, it's a mix of Liquor 43, which is a Spanish uh, orange and vanilla kind of flavored liqueur and a little bit of amaretto. So it's almost like a, I don't know. Personally, I think that almond tastes a bit like cherry. So it's kind of like a cherry limeade margarita with some like vanilla flavor going on. Love it. Someday you're going to need to post a picture of your liquor cabinet in like the comments or something. Yeah. So, can draw on so that we can like all get, yeah. That's that's not what mine looks like. <laughs> Although I do have like six half empty bottles in mine. I have Eau Claire Distillery, Saskatoon Honey Gin and Tonic. Or yeah, Saskatoon and Honey Gin, which is a local distillery around here. Very nice. It's kind of refreshing. It's good. What's good. uh does it does it have like honey honey flavor to it? Yeah, just a, a hint of honey and a like it's kind of just a little bit sweet for a gin, I suppose you'd say, and then the sort of Saskatoon berry flavor. Which... Like a Sas I don't know. If you have no idea what a Saskatoon berry is. <laughs> See, I'm losing all the people if not from Western Canada. It's kind of like a huckleberry a little bit. Uh, huckleberry is almost more like a blackberry, I guess. But um, I don't know. Like it kind of looks like a blueberry, but smaller and redder, and it's um got a much more like robust flavor like a blueberry is kind of just like mushy and sweet but a saskatoon berry is a very distinct flavor not not bitter like a raspberry but um i don't know i can't like i said the flavor the closest flavor would be a huckleberry is what i'd say so is it poisonous no no there's one that grows in my yard <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a saskatoon berry pie all the you know, all these kinds of things it's like super common up well it's saskatoon like, it's, berry pie yeah it's um it's a little tricky to cultivate commercially i think because they don't like they're kind of like tall trees like they're six to eight foot high trees essentially and then you get them but like you know you're shaking them off in a machine or something like that and they don't grow like very you know they just kind of grow in the wild in the bush and you just go just wander out and gather some and throw them in a pie yep yeah very common in first nations cooking and stuff like that out here kind of thing awesome there's a there's a new expansion team going to the city of Saskatoon, which is in Saskatchewan, and the team is going to be called the Saskatoon Berries. Uh, uh, expansion team in what? Like, I don't know the northern interior minor league baseball league. All right, baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, baseball. <laughs> yep. Uh, so right. you both just raced. 
we yeah well i think that's giving me a little too much credit but yes i was there <laughs> you 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 limped home brent and chris i assume raced i'm well i'm back in the bees so okay so lots of limping yeah uh, uh i well, think chris did good checking checking results uh, never underestimate my ability to do well in a race where other people do not understand the rules um Stuart Evans obviously won. I managed to come in second, but I was not, I did not deserve to come in second because the other people did not understand the format of the race. This was four four sprints, eight sprints. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we should just say let's so the reason that people don't understand the format of the race is I heard some racing league for everyone who doesn't know. So you score points on your time through each segment on the course. And then there's a, an allocation of finishing points based on your finishing placement as well. And um, yeah, so this, the course of this week is uh, two laps of Island Hopper, which you start on Mech Isle, right? And then. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> sorry. I'm just looking at the results and uh, yeah, Chris, you, you definitely were, uh, you, only got it because you understood the rules. Go, uh, go look at the A's. Finished, it's worse. <laughs> finished. Finished two minutes behind anybody else in in the B's. It looks like. But, oh no, he finished. He, oh no, you're right. He did. He was two minutes behind. <laughs> yep. Go look at but, the A's. Also, uh, surprising that there were only six uh, B's signed up. Um, six on Swift Power, ten on the road. Oh, and Brent, at least, at least to start, fif- fifteen minutes behind the leaders, and <laughs> and and yet sixth out of eleven. So this is one of those weeks where if you can do some sprints without anyone else around you, you're still going to do okay. Yeah, and it's laps too, so you can pick up. This is this is group hopper too. It's island hopper and group hopper because yeah, you've got so, bodies everywhere, multi laps. Yeah, not uh, so much when you're in the A's. I won't tell. I won't lie. <laughs> So describe the route. So it's um, you started on Mech Isle. You go right away, pretty quick. One point, what six kilometers is the first one through Boardwalk? Uh, yeah, I think that's Boardwalk Sprint, and then you loop back through the. I think it's the mangrove part of the course into um the Tide Pool Sprint. And then you go back over to Mech Isle, and you got to do the Mech Isle climb. And then you descend from that, and then that's the little dirt, dirt like what is it? Oh, two seventy. You go up and loop around. Yep, it takes. It's like a three minute climb. Like that's what I did. I did the swift racing these weeks, and it took me three some odd. So you know, it's probably five minutes in the D's. So, so it's a it's a real like people break there for sure, and that is where I actually got dropped. And then I you go back down, and then you do the. Boardwalk again, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, then it climbs up to the Shisa. So oh, Shisa before you do boardwalk again. Okay, right. So yeah, so then you climb up the Shisa climb and do the Shisa sprint. Would you? And, I I think that the Mech Isle climb is actually harder than the Shisa climb. Um, it's a little sh- shorter in distance, but it, it is a little steeper and it's all dirt. Yeah. Right. So that's. I feel like it's down. easier to get dropped. Yeah, I think there's something to that. The speed's a little higher on Mac on Shisa, but it's longer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so you do the Shisa climb up to the sprint. This is the sprint that comes downhill. Yes. I mean, it's pretty flat, but yeah, it does have a little downhill roll into it. And then you descend back down, go back through uh, tide pool sprint, and then you go through the lap banner on Mac Isle, do it all again. So how'd it go for you to... Well, <laughs> I got dropped on Mech Isle. The A's, like I said, we were after the second um, sprint. Somebody's like, why are you guys sprinting? <laughs> it's like the, the points are the time through the segment. It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I mean, whether this and the, but that was right about right before we hit the Mech Isle climb and the A's were doing all like five plus up the climb. And I mean, I'd already done, I'd won the first two. I won the first two segments by like not even close, like going away. Because you were the only one who realized yeah. you were supposed I think, to. I think Alex Cooper might've been going for it, but he's not a big sprinter. So yeah. Anyway. um, So whatever. <laughs> I was not, I was in no shape to like do a 4.5 watt per kilo or five watt per kilo effort for three to four minutes to stay with the A's up back aisle. So I just let him go, said, see ya. <laughs> and, and then proceeded to just smash every other sprint after that. So um, that was a bit, that was basically the race for me. I did 200 watts. I hit a sprint. I sprinted as hard as I could. I chatted with Chris. <laughs> Chris has a more interesting story than that, though. I don't feel like it was more interesting. Um, Brent, it looks like you actually got like top top three or four on almost all of the sprints. So it does turn out that the finishing position matters a decent amount. Cause if it was just based on sprint points, you would definitely would have been top three. Yeah. I mean, I was dead last, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're giving up 40 points to the leaders just from finishing last. So what's, what's, what's the Chris story? Uh, I don't, it wasn't super more interesting than that. At some point, I, just pull the ripcord and went backwards because I couldn't stick with the racers who were treating it as a scratch race. So I fell back. I found Nate for a little bit along the way. We, um, we paired up for a sprint and uh, yeah, just picking the spots and hitting the sprints was enough to get enough points and get on the podium. Um, found Ernst at the very end too, helped him get across the line. So it was fun finding riding partners out there. But yeah, being the, the ZMAP categorization, I basically am a rounding error up in the Bs. I did the math and um, it, I mean, I could tell my legs were like toasted on lap two. Yeah. And this is one where those kind of map efforts, the ZMAP does predict a bit whether or not you're going to be able to stay with the group on the harder efforts, because I think both the Shisa climb and the um, Mech Isle climb, if people are going hard, uh, that is a predictor of whether you're going to be able to stay with that group. Yeah, Shisa's worse for me because it's a little bit longer effort and I'm a little punchier by nature. So Mech Isle I can handle, but it's Shisa that really separates it. Lap one, no problem. But you could uh, you could tell from the mentality if people were treating it as, as a scratch race, you could tell they were looking at each other and saying, okay, lap two, we're really going to go for it on Chisa. 
um, and make that the breaking point. But it turns out they did that on uh, the Mech Isle part. On lap two. Either way, I went backwards. Yeah, that too. Uh, All so good. you were talking about the option for basically grabbing onto other groups. Uh, you were riding with the bees. So did you? Did yeah. the bees catch the C group before then? No, we found um, a few singles. Like we we picked up Nate at some point. Um, and was Nate able to grab onto the B group? Yeah, for quite a bit, actually. Yeah, he was with us for at least one sprint, maybe two. Hang on so, one second. Daughter's asking me something. What is it? Can you turn off the patties? Sure. All right, go ahead, Sean. Uh, so is I would say that maybe if you make it through the Shisa sprint on lap one with your group, you might actually be in a good spot to drop back to a slower group or, or uh, one of the faster uh, groups behind if you're struggling. Um, you know, if you're in the that Cs, the, that dropping back to the Bs is like, yeah. I kept getting gaps from Brent, so it was good to be on Discord because um, he could see the distance for the lead A group. So the plan was to drop back, but I got the timing wrong, and they got me right at the base of the Shisa climb. So, oh. I, <laughs> so I was like, if I timed it right, like at the top, then golden. Like, got gotten a toe through that last sprint, maybe caught on with some stragglers after that. Um, didn't work out that way. I'm just looking at these A results, and Dan Shiromedo is winning this race is is blowing my mind. Dude got like second and third on every sprint, and he never went above a seven point six fifteen second. Love it. How did he manage? Like he must have just been like tailgunning through the group, like just perfectly every time. Strategy. Good race, Dan. That's it. that is super impressive because he finished like fifth or sixth on the road but got like second or third in every sprint. Yep. That's my favorite strategy. Don't win any segments, but never lose to the same person. Yeah. This Well, this not a dog guy got four first. So I got four first and he got four first. But the ones that's not a dog guy didn't get first on. He finished way back. So he there just you, started, go. you know, didn't understand the assignment for the first lap or something <laughs> like that. Or... Man, I... I... This is one of the things that I love about HSRL is that you can do an okay finishing position despite finishing 15 minutes back. Like I, I did that uh, in, uh, in the bees when we were in uh, Scotland or, or Yorkshire a few weeks ago. Um, I just, it's, it's really great. <laughs> well, it's not like I, like, I mean, I didn't tell him in the pen. I was late getting in there, frankly, but I mean, after the second sprint, I told, like, I messaged the whole group. So I don't know, maybe they don't all speak English. They didn't understand it or whatever, but like, they're, like I didn't try to hide it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, anyone who didn't, who was not sprinting after I made it quite clear exactly how the results were. Sorry. Like. <laughs> 
mean, whatever. I guess maybe they feel like they accomplished something by finishing fifth on the road. Oh, this is what it was. I I was 10th out of 17 uh, in downtown Dolphin uh, a few weeks ago and finished six minutes back. Um, But that was one where, like, I just lost the group lap one and went back to the went back to the C group and did all my sprints with the C's. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, listen, this is a good course. It's a, it's a bit long. Like it took me over an hour to finish. So sort of the C's and D's are going to be like an hour. So, you know, be a little ready for that. And, you know, hopefully you get at least <laughs> like it is more fun. I'll be frank. It's more fun when there's a little more race to be had than to ride around 50 minutes behind everyone else and, and just do the sprints. Like I kind of posted in the chat. It's like a, it was a, very nice sprint interval workout for me, right? I sprinted and then I did 200 watts and then I sprinted and that was about it. So, I mean, um, to yeah. some degree, that's actually, you did get a good workout in uh, yeah, yeah. probably to some degree, maybe a better workout, uh, more productive workout than if you had been able to stick with the group. Oh, I think, yeah, for sure. For sure. In the A's, right. Cause if I would have had to go 250 or 300 watts to hang the group the whole time, I wouldn't have been dropping, seven and 800 watt sprints late in the game. So. Uh, and we, we uh, now have a fourth, fourth uh, member who just popped in. We are joined by the illustrious Steve Pritchard. Steve, do you have a drink? <laughs> hey, you guys, I don't have a drink. No. It's all right. um, what? I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Zwift t-shirt. So, um, wearing his t-shirt. Notice that. Yeah. Not, not at all related to that. No, I don't have a drink. Uh, I've just finished a Fanta. Um, but yeah, I didn't go and get a drink. I rushed we'll count so it. hurriedly we'll count it. <laughs> to, the, to the altar of the Pink Tron to uh, to join you guys. It's all good. It's all good. Are you planning on racing HSRL this week? Um, I was going to do um, race one, uh, but then had to. Uh, we had a meeting of the domestic senate, and it was decided that race one wasn't optimal. Um, so I'm hoping to do race three. Very nice. Well, tips are. Make sure you know the rules. Sprint what are the, the things. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the primes? <laughs> it's time through the segments. Uh, boardwalk. I think. Uh, I, th- I think st- step one is going to be remember to change off my CTT bike because I, I can't remember if Marianne set out to do that <laughs> yes. for me anyway. But the last ride I did was a TTT, so get on uh, a pink tron. It might. It might kick you off. TT bike. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that anyway. there, like, there is a new. Th- this would have been really nice for me at some point, but it doesn't. It doesn't kick you to the pink tron. It'll kick you to some like the Zwift carbon bike. It one hundred percent kicks you to Zwift carbon. It's happened to me. Yep. Huh. Yep. Still better than accidentally starting the race on a TTT on a TT bike. Like, definitely done it. Super frustrating. Yep. Could you have switched to a TT bike, Brent? Like Brent, could you have swapped to one solo off the back? Oh, yeah. I suppose I could have. I. That's an interesting question, actually. How much faster could I go on the sprints if I'd gone on a TT? I don't don't, know. They're heavy. Yeah, I don't think they accelerate. So unless you're really ramping it up ahead of time, uh, I don't think you actually go that much faster 
when you're putting out max watts because yeah. you're because the acceleration is slower. Yeah, I think there's something to that. And then and like there were a couple points where there were some weird little overlappy things where people came into my route and went off my route. So I did get a few little segments where I drafted off. So yeah, okay. Eh. Uh HBR. Heard beginner racing. Or well, is... actually that we were talking about TT bike. What what's the bike choice? Pinktron? Or is this a full arrow? If people are racing HSRL and they're not being dopes trying to break you on the climbs, it's definitely arrow, right? All the sprints are basically short, flat sprints, and yeah, that's what you want. And you know, you're you're even the you know Speshvenge and Felt AR and Surveilo S five twenty twenty aren't giving up that much on the climb, even with discs on them, frankly. So yeah, whatever. Um, you know, if you're if you're worried they are going to try and break you on the climbs, take a pink drawn. Because you're not giving up that much on the arrow, frankly. If you're, I've, I've just looked at what course this groups. is. That this is such a herd course, this, isn't it? Like, <laughs> let's do something stupid, lots. Eight times. It's a little <laughs> bit like that uh, Robin Williams golf sketch. You guys ever seen that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eighteen times, <laughs> <laughs> but just eight. <laughs> uh, like if you're not nailing the tide pool sprint, like knowing exactly where to start your sprint by the end of this race, you you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you're gonna see that one a lot. Start earlier than you think. I mean, tail gun, but if you're on your own, you gotta wind it up. <laughs> And you can't really see the starlight from a long way back. You gotta, you just gotta remember where the, the you're looking at that arch thing, right? The start line is under like a big rock arch. So like, if you can see that rock arch in front of you, and you're not already wound up, you're probably too late. You gotta be kind of getting into your, you know, you should be doing like thirty-eight to forty kph, but before you see that rock arch and getting up to like forty-one, forty-two when you're under it, and then launching from there. I am going to segue into a really noob question because I'm just re reading Marilyn's description. Um, this covers all of the Urukasi roads. Um, what does that word mean? What's Urukasi? Is that the third update to this this wonderful land? The Makuri, like Japan, yeah, that's, Japan world. Yeah, that's the. Uh, it's all of the bits that are um, down along the water in the like that newer expansion yeah uh but it it doesn't it doesn't include either of the connectors back to neokio or uh what's the other one called umezi umezi yeah yeah it's supposed to look vaguely okinawan is my understanding cool yeah i did not realize it occurred all the roads but there you go chris got a root badge today yeah, this is the first time touching a lot of these roads. So root badge, there was, uh, I didn't know that tide pool sprint coming into it, but I sure as heck know it now. So I learned some stuff today. Uh, just looking at pictures of Okinawa and yeah, it looks vaguely Okinawan, so. <laughs> 
I've never been. I just know that's what the PR said. <laughs> think, uh, yeah. So yeah, go race HSRL. It's a good race. Have fun. It's a good little workout. All sprints. No, like, like I said, I guess we'll see if people break on climbs, but it's mostly just sprints. So bring your sprinty legs. And they're like all short. There's no no dumb like 600 meter stuff. It's all 210 all, and 300. Yeah, somewhere. It looks like all between 240 and 310. Yep. 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 So somewhere so in that like to... 15 second range, right? I'm getting confused in my head because isn't Mackyle part of this? And is that the one with the weird little sandy climb? Yep. But there's no points on that one, right? Just hold the group. Right. Okay. So if they. They're not jerks like the AAs and try and shake everybody. It's fine. If they try and shake everybody, you have to decide if you're going to do like me and just wave goodbye and hold your powder dry and race the sprints, or you're going to try and hold the group and get your, you know, opponents from finishing higher and getting a little draft at the sprints. Okay. So just yeah. looking at the, uh, the times, it definitely look, looks like all of the sprints are somewhere more in the 22nd range, but so keep that in mind. Good. All right. Should we move on to Island Hopper? Two laps for her. Sorry, that's not right. TikTok. TikTok yeah. this week? Correct. Jeez. Wrong column. Uh, yeah. I'll, Island Hopper, two laps for HBR as well. Wow. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would have been surprising. Eh? Uh, all right. TikTok. The standby. So Herd Beginner Racing is our beginner racing series which feature it limited to d's only and we have subcategories for d's in between it is scratch racing i mean the only thing that matters is your finish placing at the finish line at the end of the route we typically use flatter routes that don't have a lot of climbing or other features like that and this week is tiktok which is all but the flattest <laughs> routes except for the very end kind of and it's one lap one lap yeah so you're through the desert up out at saddle springs it's sort of the lower the climb that would normally start up to Titans Grove, then you hang a left back down to the underwater tunnels, through the underwater tunnels, right hand turn back, and it's finishing at the desert arch. Yep. So yep. the right hand turn before you go into downtown, back out of the desert, finish the desert arch. Pretty much stay with the group, win the sprint. Yeah. Hopefully you don't get shaken yeah. on the climb. Two bits to watch out for, aren't there? There's the the sort of the draggy climb. The, the, before you go into Titan's Grove. Um, and then does this take you... There's that little ramp out of the water tunnels, isn't there? Yeah. Which is a... That's where it, like experienced Swifters will know everyone just sort of puts on a little dig there just to see if anyone's falling asleep at the back of the group. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's, it's flat. Yeah, and, and I, the, the only other thing I'd say is make sure, like, as you get late in that race, after you come out of the tunnel there, that little patch when you turn right up to the desert there is like a long stretch of just like two to three percent that you, if you're you know you're feeling tired in the legs i would say get close to the front wheels don't be thinking you're gonna like dog that one from the back and because the group will go open. away and you'll have a hard time getting in there stay stay awake through that don't don't get dropped because the race will be you know guys will be pushing a little to try and shake it close to the end of the race yeah i've been dropped there before uh it wasn't on this uh route but i definitely remember actually having a a little a little battle with bowser and steve uh along that 
the the we it, I think it was on Sand and Sequoias, but from the end of the uh, Titans Grove to the finish, we were all kind of putting in little digs, like attacking up to little groups ahead, trying to figure out who could who could break each other and get away. Uh, it it this is a nice little that that last few k uh, at the end of this race is a nice place to kind of make some some little efforts, uh, especially if you're in smaller groups. I'd love to see like the herd do six laps of TikTok uh, with something silly like the Fuego flat sprint and your lap time counting towards primes. That's a 100K race. I always think the lap time prime strategy is underrated, right? Yeah. Because it's like if you win the yeah. one before, if you win the next one, you got to be like even faster. So it's like tricky, right? Anyway. I know we've done that on Chomps and stuff, and it's fun, but six laps, that's like 120 kilometers, Steve. I know, that would be 100K. Pretty much bang on 100K, I think. Was it 16.8? Uh, I was trying to do some quick. Okay. It, it's it's 60 miles. It's 10 mile readers, isn't it? So, um, oops. Yeah, it'll be a while. You go quite faster on TikTok, though. Three hours? <laughs> I'm sure Mary Line is listening for HWR. <laughs> finale or hsrl next season or something <laughs> you would yeah I'd, I'd have to do it if she put that in with i know yes that's how it works steve <laughs> as a guy who's been organizing stampede for i don't know how long how many months whatever you put in there you're gonna have to do <laughs> all right that brings us i think to herd of mountain goats this week is knickerbocker one and a half laps for 32.4 kilometers finishing at the top of new york kom yeah so that's the it, 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 that'll be the second time up the new york kom uh but most of this is on so you you do go up the kom but most of this is around the uh actual kind of central park segments um so you go up around halfway through the first uh lap and then go do a lap of central park uh, and then you go go up and do the climb one more time so this is a scratch race right isn't it yes so that that first comes quite there's quite a lot of riding afterwards so I'd, I'd be interested to see how de how decisive winning that first con would be being like mass like obviously being massively in front is going to help you but putting a massive effort in there you can i mean i've taken of other scratch races other points races i've done even like you've you've got so much time from the top of that con until you hit the the sprint reverse on the next lap that you can actually make it back like a group that's behind you sit and work together you can make up quite a lot of time in other groups yeah i i think that the goal here on lap one is just to stay with the biggest group that is the furthest up uh so if there's somebody who's attacking off the front let them go because if they think if if they can finish ahead of a group they're just stronger and you sh like you're going to lose to them anyway. Uh, but there's a good chance you're going to pull them back before the end. And I think that the, the question becomes, okay, if you're, 
if there are two going up ahead and you're in a group of three behind, it you're going to be in a better spot if you can get up to that group ahead of you. Uh, because those two ahead are probably the stronger two and like you might not make it back. Bike choice on this one. Hard to go against the Tron on this. Yeah. There's so much rolling along the the lower part that uh you know you wanna you're gonna be going fast, but you don't want to lose your group. Interesting, I mean, isn't it? Like if I you... could also I could also see a, a climbing bike because as with as I I would always expect most of these mountain goats races to be decided on that final climb. And the, the final climb on this does have really steep pitches. Yeah, I think there's a pretty good case for a climbing bike, even to make the group on the first lap, right? Like, unless you really, really think they're going to punch it and shake you. But, I mean, again... Like the Tron is like, you know, whatever, third lightest and third most aero bike. So you're not giving I think if you've got to go Tron, Tron, if you're gonna go Tron, you've got to not animate, but make the make the race not easy everywhere that isn't the con. Because you can't have guy you like if 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 you make if you if you sit up on the Tron and you just pedal around, then guys on the climbing bikes can keep up. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be you've got to be like temp a reasonable temper. You can't just do kind of like recovery ride for a lap and then yeah. come on the last climb. Yeah, although you'll be doing you know if they're doing two hundred watts on the front on their climbers, you'll probably be doing like one fifty, one forty, sitting behind them. And what do you, how like are they going to be able to make that up on their climbers? Like, I don't know. Oh. It's a fun way to fun route this. I like it. Yeah. Not enough that I'm gonna do this race, but I like it. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. It's yeah, you know, the biggest problem I have with mountain goats is it's on the weekend when all the other races are. <laughs> already already busy doing two other races. It's much crazier yep. to do the other ones. It's like three races in a weekend is a lot. I uh I mean I personally might have, if it was on Thursdays, like I might do it, but I, I know a lot of people do the TTTs on Thursdays and like, as with all of these things, just finding the right day and the right times, like for any of these yeah. things is, is almost, almost impossible to get the good numbers, but yeah. You just you just gotta pick your your flavor and get out there. That's all. Which I think brings us the other things on the weekend. (laughs) Yeah, Stampede this week is Ocean Lava Cliffside Loop for nineteen point two kilometers. It's um mostly flat to so this is a the Stampede is the time trial race. Um, and it's part of our GC series. So 
our B's and C's, we had pretty good GC numbers. Our A's are a little light. D's are a little light, but you know. Are you so winning still... the A's? Am I? Yeah. No, I a I'm not an A in anything except for that stupid map categorization for SRL. <laughs> Let's start with that. But I'm not even winning the B's. I had a bad first week, frankly. I I crashed and burned hard on the back end of uh, Tempest. But did um, you also almost vomit? Yeah, I I I had more like the lightheadedness. I just fell over getting off my bike. But this week is yeah, Ocean Lava Cliffside Loop. So it's basically downtown start around the volcano, uh, up through the dirt climb down to the harbor. And then our one big feature for this route is the climb up to the bypass. So it's the very lower part of Epic KOM. So from the harbor up that first little switchbacky hill across the bridge, and then you take the left-hand turn across the bypass. And the bypass is a slight uphill all the way to hit the bridge on the other side, then you're going to hang a left, go right down the bridge, right down the hill, into the underwater tunnels, come up in the underwater tunnels, downtown finish. So it's a net net zero, but you're going to want to punch that climb as best as you can in your pacing. Like, Yeah, I think for most people, this is going to be somewhere in the 28 to 40 minute range. Uh probably pretty close. With you know, depending on where you're at in the categories, adjust accordingly. I'm, uh, my fast time on this was in a HWR, uh, and was right around 30 minutes for a fast C low B. Um, I'm guessing that I'll be in the low 30s. Uh, that's that's what I'm targeting. I think for this weekend. Because that that thirty minutes was with with groups, and I think that was I was basically targeting my best ever twenty minutes, which gets you like I think that twenty minutes got me basically to the uh, descent of like heading back down the the bridge. Uh, so yeah, yeah, pacing's an interesting one here, isn't it? Um... Yeah. Because yeah. it looks like it's, I mean, it's pretty much flat. There's a couple of little short three percenters until you get to, to the the climb, the little wiggly climb at the start of Epic, and then yeah. you do that, and then do the bypass. And even the bypass looks like it's a steady yeah, sort of that, flat there. You've got that climb, and then the bridge is kind of false flat, but mm -hmm. like still medium steep like probably four percent three percent four percent four on the bridge uh mm. and then you've got like two to three for like but it it mildly rolling uh up the rest of the bypass uh and then <laughs> and then you take that left and it's just like okay i'm done for a bit yep yeah exactly that's a pretty tough 4K segment that comes about eight and a half K in. And then which, like which say, definitely like have a little chill out. Yeah, I do think that that means that that first nine, nine K, eight, nine K, uh, you probably don't want to be over threshold for that. 
So oh, as no. a po like this is no. this is a thirty to forty minute like tw like we said twenty eight to forty minute effort, which if it was all flat, you'd probably just want to try and stick it at threshold if you could. Essentially, like forty minutes is like you know that's that's getting to be threshold. Um, you you know the faster people you're probably a bit above. Um, I don't think you want to be doing a threshold for that first part. Like this is probably, it's not quite Bologna because it's not even, but your pacing might be similar where you want to save quite a bit for the part that's going to be able to make you a bunch of time. It's close to like Bologna out and back. Yeah. Right. Like a, the climb is a little shorter. Yeah. But by the time you get to the, like, you're going to want to be able to stay on the power, not just in the steep part of the climb, but all the way till you hit the turn off the bypass back down the hill. Cause it is still uphill right there. And you can lose time if you're going, you know, half threshold, right. Or 70% yeah. threshold across that bypass. So even though you got to punch that climb, you still got to have gas in the tank to hit the bypass. And then once you turn down, you can kind of go, you know, zone two. On yeah, so so I think that much. first 8k you're probably like sweet spot like somewhere in that 85-90% range yep. so that you can go hard for 4k uh, yep. where that first k of that is actually quite hard yeah and then you're yeah, think over on the downhill from like zone 2 to threshold and then as soon as you get back in the underwater tunnels, you want to try and whatever you got left target for threshold five... to, to dump it. Yep. Because it's about four to five K from there to the finish. Yeah. This is a fun one. Yeah, I think I think it's a good it's a good, interesting time trial course. I've actually best as I can tell, I've never done a time trial on this course before. So um I think it's an interesting time trial course. It would be an interesting scratch race as well, especially with the new pack dynamics. Is it is that climb hard enough and far and, and, and close enough to the finish for you to we, throw enough people off? We've hundred percent done that in HWR. I can guarantee you. I have very very strong memories of Becca and Tim Rush <laughs> pedaling away from the rest of us at the start of that climb. <laughs> So yeah, that I can is, remember. I you know it was a hard effort when I'm looking at it and it's 30 minutes at 180 BPM. <laughs> yep. And so yeah, keep, keep all you guys who are in the GC for Stampede, keep coming out. And uh like I said, we've had the B's and C's are really quite good. We're like 10 to 20 deep in the B's and C's each. A's not so much. So you A guys who are in it, you're you got a podium coming. Just stay with it. <laughs> <laughs> these about the same so it's been uh it's been good all right wednesday bullseye sprinters playground god i can't even imagine a bullseye what this looks like bad <laughs> ridiculous sprinters playground. only two for nine sprints <laughs> And this, well, the worst thing about this is these sprints get progressively worse, don't they? Well, it's so bullseye, it, right? So it's, it's just line. 
Yeah, but it's point. So it's point three, point three, point five, point six. Like, yeah, I think Brent, you're right that like, yeah, it's just the line, but people still do see the start line and they're like, ah, I gotta start, gotta start sprinting. I've definitely fallen into that trap of being like, I know it's first over the line, but it's a sprint line. I've got to go. I love you guys. I just sit on your wheels and then I pass you at the end. <laughs> I, I am not one of those people, but uh, there is something to like, what do you mean by sit on their wheel? Because yeah, there's you to sit on someone's wheel who is full on sprinting. You kind of got to be, you got to be doing almost a sprint yourself. Yeah. but Like thanks for out. the lead out, but yeah. Like you're doing, they're doing whatever, 900 watts and I'm doing 600 and I'm right on them. And then yeah. they drop off to like 300 or 200, or 100, 200 meters from the finish line and you just stay on 600 or maybe you punch it up and you go past them. It is interesting with the railway sprint as well. There's that little climb beforehand and then it's a downhill stretch of road. So there's the opportunity to go really, really early on yeah. the climb to gap somebody and then they're not going to be able to get that gap back as easily on a downhill. Um, yeah, that one's interesting. The, um, the, like, you can't quite see where the finish line for Castle Park is. Like, you can really, like, trick some people there, like, go before they can see you and, and kind of wave around them. Is that, is which it, one's, is this reverse? So is that the one that's on the weird hairpin? Or is that the one where you turn right into the castle segment? Say reverse is out of the parking lot. The right-hand turn forward is the hairpin. And it's a little bit downhill. That one, I think you can go early and get people. Um, alley, I think the only trick to alley is knowing where the finish line is. Because <laughs> it's, again, you don't see it till close to the end. And this is the non-zigzaggy way for alley, right? If it's the other Castle Park direction? Okay. So is there, I haven't done a bullseye in a while. It's one of those where I keep saying I'm going to get back in, but then I never do. Is this one where it's just, you get punched in the face so many times, there's an opportunity for a banner attack and grab one on the next one? Yeah, so I mean, this is, yes. yeah. if this is the race where, I mean, we've, there have been plenty of things on this course. I quite like this course, but it's still uh, the four sprints come within 6K. So the first one is at about 1K in, uh, and the fourth is about seven or eight, maybe eight. So 7K, you're, you're doing four sprints in 7K. Um, that, by that fourth, and, and the fourth sprint is the railway. Uh, so you're, you're doing three sprints in 4k, you get a little recovery, but then that recovery starts with like, you know, you get, you get 2k of recovery and then you have the climb up to the railway before the sprint. So if you still have something in the tank after those first three and you're with the group, like you could easily, you could attack there and get away, <laughs> like at the third banner and and get a, a gap because people really are just going to want 
to rest. To breathe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. The only challenge I ever find with the banner attacks on on things like bullseye is that just staying close enough to the front to go takes so much energy that I don't. I can't like threshold for another. You know, whatever you need to do to make it stick, at least five minutes at threshold, probably to get your gap. Like, you've got to go through yeah. hard, right? You've got to come through, you got to stay on the group. Maybe you finish like not right at the top. So you're doing like 600 watts maybe to get through. Then you've got to do 600 watts, you know, for another 10, 15 seconds to break the draft. And then you've got to hold threshold for like four or five minutes to get your gap up to like 10 seconds. And then you've got to hold tempo rest of the race like it's easy to say man but it yeah takes some i mean serious doing the hope right the hope is that people look at each other to do the work in that second group uh so that the you know that five minutes of threshold doesn't get you 10 seconds it gets you 40 because everyone's like no you do it uh i don't it, again I, I've only had it work once maybe where, and that, that was attacking to a group ahead in a different type of race. Yeah. But, and what's, what's the closest gap in this one? Is it the, is it the alley to, is it castle park to alley? Is that the castle park to, to alley like are a little over a kilometer? Yeah. Yeah. So I've tried to make that one stick right to like, to like basically, go from castle park and then just like smash 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 all the way to alley and i've never made it i've tried it twice at least i don't think that's the right one i think that after alley uh okay. where you have a little more time and then you like it's attacking to the railway sprint hmm. because people aren't going to want to work when they know that they're going to have to do the effort to get up to the railway and then that longer railway sprint um, and it's the end of a three sprint series, but like, like you said, it's really hard to have anything in the tank, after, but that's the point, right? Like you want to attack when everyone's on their knees, like, yeah, yeah you almost need this to be where... even like lower and catch them. Sorry, Steve. But the, I was going to say, this is where the other, the other categories don't help as well, right? Because, because one move to make would be to essentially not compete too much in the first three sprints and then go all in in sprint four to try and gap people and say, I've just got a target going really hard for about another 8K. And that gets me through the next three, wins me this sprint, gets me through the next three sprints first place as well in the hope that you're going to sit behind and sprint against each other and not want to go deep, put those efforts in. But the challenge with, any cat is like the next cat's going to come through and hoover some people up. So you almost need the category to be catching you at that point as well, which they probably won't have done. Like 8Ks, they're not catching, was it five minute gaps? They're not catching that up that quickly, are they? So, yeah, I don't, I don't even think, and I mean, time of year and stuff, but I don't think the A's catch the B's in this race. I don't think the front A's catch the front B's. And I'll tell you what, it'd be a really cool. It would be a really cool um, either a ladder league route, if you're working on team tactics, or um, like a ZRL route or something like that. If you could work as a team and go, hey, we're going to try and chuck a few of us off the front at this point. 
and make some other people try and catch us. So I think I, I could be wrong, but I think this was one of the ZRL routes, uh, one of the last couple of seasons. 100% and, it was. Yeah, I think Chris and I were in yeah. together. And there were definitely people who were attacking between segments uh, to try and, because it was, it was, and I think it was the people who don't have the sprint, but like they know that you're, the the people who who do have the sprint after that third sprint they're if they're going for the f like the fts points on those you're absolutely toast after that third sprint you just want it to like you want it to be going 25 30k an hour until that next sprint and then like it's a good place for people to go off the front Yeah. Anyway, hashtag say bullseye. Everybody get in there. Go go try not to die. And we next, should just do, we should do the quick little like medium. Yeah, next weekend. Almost. We got Nokio All Nighter. Which is not that different than uh well. Half as many, just one lap, right? Half yeah. as many sprints, and then it's got a railway KOM or a it, rooftop, pardon rooftop. Me. But yeah, it's very, it's very similar uh, to the uh, Sprinters Playground course, except then there's a climb at the end. Yep. But there is like that similar three sprint um, series around halfway through. Uh, this one's this. I think this is going to be another fun. Uh, race course for HSRL. Yep. And then for you beginner guys, we got Van Flats, which is Richmond 5K loop. Just go. Just the flat parts. Sit in a group route, win at the end. <laughs> Good. Which I think brings us to Around the Horn. And we are going to talk about the Zwift Racing League schedule, which was released today, yesterday, very recently. Uh, for uh, round one, it features six races, and interestingly enough, for the I want to say the first time in ZRL, we've got scratch races, which I don't think we've seen before. Yeah, I guess I guess season one was was a lot more. It wasn't quite scratch races, but the points were very minimal for the segments uh so it it was a lot more scratchish and that was you know back in whatever that was 2020 2021 uh but yeah there are two scratch races two points races and two ttt's uh which this is the first time i think like we're do i did were there scratch was there a scratch race in the that like finals series or was it no there was okay it was a points race and a distance like the yeah. on the the furthest you could go within time yeah but that was still a points race because there were points for the there uh were points climbs that. that's true yeah so i mean 
I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting to have a scratch race by all means. Like, let's see what that looks like in ZRL. We've never seen it. So, so schedule is September 12th to October 17th. And Brent, what are the, what are the courses? So week one is a scratch race on the rolling Highlands course of Scotland for three laps. Now, this is another interesting thing that we're about to get into is it's showing the power-ups are, 4% burritos, 0% feathers. I'm not quite if that's supposed to be 96% feathers and 4% burritos or <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure we'll clarify <laughs> in the we'll get that sorted out. But anyway, you're gonna get burritos or feathers on rolling highlands, which I guess like we have the new better burrito, right? We have the like useful burrito that doesn't make the draft die everywhere, it only makes the draft die behind you. Which um, Chef's kiss. Yeah, it can be really interesting in Rolling Highlands. So Rolling Highlands, like that's just all the outside bits basically, except for like a weird little figure eight turn around Breakaway Bay, Bray, right? Like yeah, you come in and then you make the left hand turn, then you go up Breakaway Bray, then you come back down, you cross back over and go up the other side. So it's fine. I mean, it's again scratch. So maybe you're using your feather to break people on the. Well, yeah, you should get. Should get power ups only at Breakaway Bray. Would that be the only one? Three power ups. Yeah. So, I think you know the last, mean? as we talked about, um, for Rolling Highlands and HBR last week. Uh, I think this is one of those courses where that last kilometer, kilometer and a half, is going to be really interesting. Yeah, because that's where that figure eight up to the castle is, right? Yep. Well, and I think what I think, especially with the power ups, like I think, well, I don't know, especially with team tactics in a scratch race, I think what you'll see is like the the teams get feathers and they'll attack with feathers, and then you know you'll send your burrito guys to the back and try and put the burritos on the back and try and not let anyone else catch that group, right? And try and hold that group that hold the attack with the feathers. So, um, I think you're gonna see that three laps in a row. <laughs> Zero percent, zero percent chance you're getting feathers, though. According yeah, to yeah, well, I assume that's <laughs> going to be something different than zero eventually by the time we get to the thing. Yeah. So, you know, so that's Rolling Highlands, a good course, scratch race. So it's a big, you know, presumably if the group breaks up on some of those things, it's but it's still, I, I mean, I don't know, I think it's still going to be bunch sprint at breakaway bray finish, right? Absolutely. But it's uh, the tactics throughout the race are going to de determine how big that bunch is to sprint. Yep. And how many of your group are in that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Cause it's, I don't know. I haven't seen the full scoring or whatever, but obviously getting the more of your guys closer to the front is going to be important. Right. And so if you can shake the other weak guys off the back and hold your weak guys in, you know, that's part of the tactics here. Now, race two is a points race on McCree 40 which is a great course, but we're talking five FAL and FTS segments on all of the sprints. So country sprint, village sprint, castle park sprint, alley sprint, and she's a forward sprint. But this is definitely <laughs> the sprinter course. I well, don't know. This, course, this is but... going to be horrific, isn't it? Like, that, yeah. starts a that starts a climb. Yep. It's actually quite a punchy climb, isn't it? So, 
Like if you, I don't know, like almost like you treat it like a tiny race and go, I'm just going to give everything into that first segment. You could, you could really put the hurt on some people. Yeah, and then you're right into village sprint within like right off the hop, and then you descend back down through the fishing village over to village onsen for the country sprint, which is a really short guy over in the rice paddies over there. Um, and then you. Go over yeah, into Neokyo and do Castle Park and Alley and what is it even in that order? Is it that I think it's Alley like, then Castle, Castle Park, Park over oh, oh Alley, it's that direction, right? Right, okay. Yeah. So it's like kind of the long dark alley bit and then the castle park downhill bit. Pretty close back to back though, right? They're like a kilometer apart the other direction. Yeah. Um so that's a bit of a thing. And then you go you descend through the I don't know what direction you want to call that, the tide pool direction or whatever, down into Umezi? Uh Down through the caves. Oh, you go down through the caves. Okay. Descend yep. through the caves. Right. And then up to, then you're going to have to do Shisa climb. Shisa With sprint. With Shisa sprint. Yep. And then I don't think you do Mechile climb, if I recall. Uh... I've raced McCurry 40 a number of times, but you might be right. I mean the she's a sprint at the top of a climb. I think there is there is another climb. I'm just looking at the route. Well, there's yeah, a big you climb, climb up at the back end. Out. Oh, we haven't hit the fun part yet. This is yeah, Brent's Brent's favorite part of doing races on this. Yeah. Okay, so there might be Mech Isle down there at the bottom. There's a little lump there. Mm. I think that might be the Mech Isle bump. Yeah, it's hard to tell. And is this the really deceptive, like, steep finish? No, it's not the Mechile bump. It's something else. It's not. So anyway. No. Um, no, it is It is that finish, Steve, 100%. Yeah, so you so you do the, you do Shisa sprint, and then you come back around, and you do the, the tide pool climb back up. And it's like four or five kilometers of like three, four percent, like just the whole way back up. All the way out of you of Urukazi into Yumezi. And then you kind of chill out a bit when you hit the dirt thing. And then that last finish. A the the first screwiest thing about the finish line is it's there's like a banner, an arch, and that's not where the finish is. <laughs> it's like 150 meters past that. And you have to like keep going. And you're right, it is like steep, like seven, eight percent finish right into that little yeah. blue arch at the end. So yeah, it is. I, I love McCurry 40, actually. I think it's terrific, a wonderful route. But boy, as a race route, it is tough, really tough. Yeah. So that's fun. I guess, like, keep your sprinters in the game, right? Because it's FALs and FTSs. So. Yeah, d d it, this, is, this is an interesting one because uh despite all of the points being on sprints it is not just a flat sprinter course not a sprinter course yeah uh the, the, i think the first four sprints are places where all of the sprinters should be able to get to but like this is one of those courses where the person who gets the most points might finish 15 minutes back 
like because they give up after the fourth the you know the fourth sprint and yeah they might but i mean I, I guess the first thing i'll say is like if if people attack right off the bat off the gun which you know maybe who knows it is the way those things do happen like that first sprint is going to be hard for them <clears throat> and then and then yes i otherwise agree with you the next one's like the downhill to neokyo is very flat and they definitely the sprinters will be fine there and then it gets bad for them after that after the descent back into um into you uh Urukazi. From she said right. to the end, it'll be very hard for them. Moving on, TTT on Roma Pool. Yeah, so it's Petit KOM reverse down the Petit KOM. Yeah. All the flat bits of France, Petit KOM finish. So that's an interesting oh. TTT, right? Yeah. I mean, it's because it, the TTT <clears throat> is the fourth rider to finish. So you do have to keep everybody together. Yep. Yeah, you definitely need to keep on the first climb. It'll be interesting your strategy on the second climb. And it's all you you wonder if you almost do the first climb a little bit slower. Absolutely. To have somebody who's not a great climber. To say how to ride is he's not a great climber, but good on the flat. You do that first climb a little bit slower to say, we're gonna really we're gonna use you on some more pulls. Because we we're just gonna we're gonna ditch you at the start of the second pity com completely, and you could just pedal to the finish. Um, but we the the like maybe even two riders, right? Because it's six six riders in a team, and I think four yeah. to finish. Um, so maybe past, even yeah. two riders that you keep in, and you work you work some people really really hard a lot of the way around to keep people super fresh for that that climb. Because you probably I don't know you maybe lose thirty seconds waiting for slower people up the climb and you'd probably win that back at the end mm -hmm. yeah well it's an interesting climb right because that that reverse direction starts with the steep bit and then it actually flattens out and then it's the long drag till you turn left back down through the arch so you know you should they should be able to punch hopefully hard enough like you should be able to put your light guys in the front have your other guys in the back and then sort of meter that out till you get to the drag but the drag is going to be like you, you they got to stay on right like it's a really interesting sort of math problem as to how fast they got to go that you don't drop them but you need them for the other yeah. 20 kilometers of the race good interesting ttt course oh i guess they, i didn't do you want to talk about these power-ups in the last two like sure what is wait the there's power-ups power on the ttt huh yeah this one's like there's draft powers on the ttt which draft, is kind yeah. of interesting 100 percent. so okay I guess there's some strategy to when you use your draft power up to hold the group if you're tired. The the one before the points race is a hundred percent arrows. So you're gonna get an arrow, everyone's gonna get an arrow on every sprint. Right. Okay. <laughs> so it it's the same as if no one had anything. You just yeah. have to you just well, have to use it <laughs> faster. So I guess maybe it helps the heavier guys a little bit because it goes faster. Yeah. It's weird. I don't understand. Is, that is there a way of, of using actually if you had two of you, is there a way of offsetting your um arrow as well? Effectively. So I deploy my arrow for it to finish at the point where a sprint starts effectively. Um 
to ramp up the sprint that even a little bit faster whether this is just i mean as you say it's does is that any different to a normal lead out i don't know yeah that's a question that that i've always had is like derivative power-ups like if somebody uses a draft does the second rider third rider get a commensurate draft off of that i mean obviously you don't but that rider is moving faster so maybe you punch a little bit further in the air as a result this seems like a Zwift Insider test that needs to be done, but I don't know. Yeah, I, de- I de- can definitely see some interesting stuff with the power-ups in terms of timing of them for team tactics, right? Like, I could definitely see, like, you send yours early and go to the lead-out, and then you come in behind and send yours after and come through. Like, that for sure. I just think, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty straightforward, I would think. I would hope that I'm going to get it, but most teams will be trying that, I think. So, like, you're just going to see a bunch of, you're going to see, like, if you're in a race with eight teams, you're going to see eight guys' arrows go 200 meters before the start of the sprint segment. Then you're going to see the big sprinters, six of them all, or eight of them all come through after. So, you know. The fun thing will be if you see any of those getting dropped on the Shisa climb and you know people are really hurting. Just yes, trying to stick with a group. Yeah. True. All right, race four is Scratch on Tour of Tuit Well, which I know features the wall at the end. Two laps, two. Yeah. Oh my oh, god! Two laps. two laps. That is so brutal. I mean, it makes sense. It's only an 11k loop, but man, this <laughs> one's going to be pretty brutal. Because it's not uh, just the wall, is it? It's just there's wow. it's, there's the, large depressing bits which seem like they're just continuous, like all of it's that. It's just course up feels and like down the whole time. Yep. You do. There's no down. Mentally, the Yorkshire I've reverse. Never, you come back down, then you go up that little like roller or back up. You come back down, you go up the, the wall, you kind of do some like false flat down, you do the Otley row climb, and then you like have that little false flat. It's uh, it's downhill, but like into the finish. Uh, and I will say, if you manage to hold the group to that downhill finish, boy, that is a fun finish. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Especially if we because this has got an anvil power up on it. If you can hold the group, to that corner with an anvil and play that on that finish, you will be going so fast. Yeah, when do you burn your feather? Do you, if you get at the top of the KOM? Do you send it on that first one if you're getting dropped, or do you hold it still on all the? I mean, I think the problem with the wall with the feathers, it's too short. Like you send it, but it only covers like the first. 100 meters of the 400 meters you got to get up the dang thing yeah but that 100 meters is you're yeah true you're going so slow there oh yeah it is it is literally stopped so anyway i kind of like it as, i will say i kind of like it for a scratch race like it is just smash people hold on to wheels get to that downhill finish and then go for the finish so Kind of like I'm glad there's no like you know Yorkshire KOM points like just hold the group. Yep, that'll be fun. It's gonna be brutal, but I'm looking forward to that one. Points race five temples and towers for a lap, featuring temple Which... forward climb. Blech. Yeah, castle it has uh, the rooftop temple castle climb. and temple, um, and the castle and the temple are back to back. 
So that that it has, like... it has the steamroller as well, doesn't it? So might oh. might take out the bike change. Yeah, it does have steamroller. Again, we're we're going to check on these proportions. I'm not sure what the other eighty four percent of the like uh... <laughs> are. But yeah, steamroller will be very interesting on Temple if you get a steamroller on Temple because it's so long. Right? Can you use it to break? people when you get to like that top bit i i'm interested to see how the races change as well so if i think back to zero season one like the points points races they just felt like normal swift races where somebody like occasionally went a bit harder for the banners but they felt like scratch races it'd be interesting to see with these whether there really are people who, who the brian sultani used to this brilliantly like would just sit in a group Really, really slow. Wait for an even slower group. Smash the sprint. Win. Take all the points. And I, and I just didn't see that as much in ZRL. So, yeah, I think in D's and C's you see some of that a little more. I think in the A's and B's, the guys who are fast are fast. Like you, you can't. It's really like the group moves too fast. There's too many fast guys, and it's really challenging to like set time segments from the back like it's really hard yeah definitely about like when i was i got up into bees for zrl2 and that that was just a whole world of uh, every race finishing oh. 60th or something so. i raced one or two seasons in the a's and zrl and it's Ooh. like it's a different world up there man the top end is so very far above the threshold for maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh I do think that there are going to be some bike swapping for yeah. getting good good like again, it'll depend on what the um what the points look like. But if you can if you can do your bike swaps quick, that that gravel bike saves you a lot of time on that climb, uh, which might mean points. And if you can swap back quick, you might not even lose groups. So yeah well especially if you have a does if you have a a domestique or something right to pull you back in right if you pick your climber to switch onto the gravel bike at the top of castle and you all stop and then pull him back to the top pull him back onto temple and send him could be interesting for time for sure and what's the last race TTT in London, Greatest London Flat, one of the classics. Not much yeah. for it. We've Racing, all done it. Best TTT, yep. yeah. I mean, it's the flat bits in the city over to Surrey, Surrey, turn left across the flat bit of Richmond, back down through the escalator, get up the escalator, and then gunner for home. Uh... Again, draft bands. Race what what race is everybody most interested in? Tour to it well for me. Do it well, yep. I don't uh, know. Mercury 40. I did I've done that once, which I think might have been a herd race. And that was a fun race. Like I think I think it's a fun course, but there's it's not it doesn't feel like it's just a sprinter's course. After that it's got to be to it well, because who doesn't love just throwing up? Yeah, I I do love the tour. Well, if I'm in if I'm in shape, I think that the temples and towers 
is a good course for me. Lots of five-ish minute efforts. Uh, but yeah, I'm really interested to see how scratch racing goes in the, you know, premier racing uh, series. We haven't really done like, you know, like Steve said, we the first season of ZRL felt like scratch racing because the the amount of points was so yes. limited. Like the you know, you got five points or whatever if you if you were the fat or like well, and there was it, only it, it like wasn't five even, people through or something, right? So yeah, like unless you I think were it wasn't even it wasn't even FTS points, it was just FAL. Uh and it was just a few like I think three it might have even been like three people, three to five people, whatever it was, got a few points. Um, so it, it was essentially a scratch race with some bonus points, um, which is a totally different way that we've been racing ZRL for the last few seasons where like the only way you win on points is by having people who smash all of those segments. Yep. So I'm already, it'll be I nice think I'm already to... trying to figure out how I can be injured or sick for race five. <laughs> I think I've got a route badge coming my way week one with rolling highlands. If they end up on a team somewhere. I don't think I've done I'm, that one yet. I'm more uh, worried about like, I think I'm, I might be uh, down doing a long uh, Fondo in San Diego before one of these weeks. Forget what weekend that is. Is that waffle season? No, we're not in waffle season yet. No, that's not until November, Sean. You got time. Okay, great. Yeah. This will be a tune-up season for that. Just yeah. touch out the leg. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I, I like I this, I don't know that I'm looking at the ZRL site. I, you can click through the different categories and they haven't um, given any different distances for season Ds. Like for season Ds, Steve and Sean, like is a 40K McCurry 40 race like that? Is that like too soul crushing? No, uh, okay. hour 10, maybe like in the seas. Yeah, that's probably true in a group. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, depending on how fast people ride it, like ZRL, the front group goes 40K an hour, like 45 in the A's. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that means it's an hour race, right? Like we've done, we've definitely done longer ZRL races. And those, like, I think the most soul crushing was, uh, uh, was it, there was, there was one where it was like three laps of Innsbruck ring and then the climb, uh, I didn't mind yeah, that like so Innsbruck much. So KOM one, after party There or was one like in London. There was one in London where you did, the one where you did both. Oh, Surrey Hills. Yeah. Yeah. And Keith or something like that. Yeah. And that was two and a half hours. And I got dropped really early in the bees. And just rode around. Yeah, that was Surrey Hills. Um, wasn't there like a really long Paris Richmond one that was like or... six laps of Champs Elysees or something? Yeah, I think there was some complaints that, like that. That one they actually did have shorter for D's and C's. So yeah, I feel like there was there was one that was that we got some complaints in the D's because it was like it might have been in Richmond, like that a was couple the climbs. One, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Where it was just like this, this takes forever, and we're all just riding alone because everything broke up immediately. 
Yeah, so I did it in an hour and 18, I think, in the seas, Mercury 40. So, okay, good. Well, that's good to hear. I think that should should be the limit, though. Like, I think 90 minutes on a Tuesday evening, like, it's not like it's a Saturday. Like I think even with the with the herd, right? We see the the longer races are less attended because like two two and a half hours on the turbos, even on something like Zwift, still getting a bit dull. Um, I think for a work, what's effectively a work night league where most people are doing stuff the next day. Like it, ideally, it would all be under sixty minutes. I think if I was designing this, and then would you have people trying to jump in in their lunch hours and things like that and take part in this thing? So. Yeah, the trickiest part with the timing, of course, is if you're going to do the same course for A's and D's, like, it's just, you know, <laughs> sometimes an hour course, like something like Surrey Hills for A's is probably like an hour and 15 minutes, but D's is like two hours because it is like, you know, five kilometers at 11% on the whole thing, which, yeah. you know, that's when they're, that's when the difference is like on the flats, you know, whatever, the difference between the A's and the D's on Tempest Fugit is like a minute. The difference of epic KOM is like ten minutes, so you know that's the trick on these courses is to do some hard stuff for the other guys at the um you know riders of a different age, fitness level, whatever can still enjoy too. Yeah, good. Well, should be an exciting season. Start your training plans now. You got six weeks, give or take, to get ready, and. uh We'll start, I'm sure you'll be seeing many, many posts going up in the Herd Racing Facebook League to set up teams, sign up, all that kind of stuff as we get our teams all sorted for ZRL for the season. So look forward to seeing everybody's stories and look forward to racing with, I don't know, new teammates, old teammates, all that kind of good stuff. So it's going to be good fun. So hope to see lots of you out there. And I think with that, we will say thank you to Steve Pritchard. Thank you to Chris Greenland. Thank you to Sean Fogenberg. Enjoy your races, everybody. Moo and good night. Yep. Yeah.